0: That's right, Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, provided by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's give your parents a call right now.
2: Hello, welcome to episode number 30 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner and I'm a geeky mom. We just did something that I absolutely hate for the sake of my daughter, which is the first of many things I'm sure I will do that I absolutely hate for the sake of my daughter. Uh, <laughs> I am joined by fellow geeky mom, Regina McMenemy. How's it going, Regina? I have
1: not done any things I hate for my daughter recently, so better for me.
2: Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then joined by our resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. Hey, Stephen.
0: Hey, what's up?
2: Hey, I I heard your son just lost all of his yeah, uh, I saw that device p- uh, yep. permissions for the rest of the summer.
0: <laughs> I mean, in the end of the day, he goes back to school on Monday, so... Oh, okay. Not- okay. Yeah. <laughs> it well, is- that's
1: even less time than I thought. I thought it was like a week it is- or two weeks. Yeah. It
0: is more dramatic. Well, it would have been longer if it just... If the last straw was pulled uh, beforehand. <laughs> but, um... I have been uh, I have been tested to my limits, and there we go. No more screens. Better love comic books, Bucko. Um, school starts on Monday, so they'll be. I am very very excited for my three children to get the heck out of my house.
2: We still got a couple more weeks, but Anna isn't. She isn't bothering me so much, Um, but I did go camping over the weekend, like old school tent camping, which is tons of fun. Uh, Not really. Oh, sarcasm. Yeah, but Anna loves it, and I'm part of a mom's group here, and so every year they get all of the families together, and we all go camping together, which is cool. You know, at least I'm not just spending the entire weekend camping with Anna, um, but I have my friends around there too, and she's got friends to play with. So uh, it wasn't a terrible time. I came back feeling a little stiff because you know sleeping on the ground will do that to you. Um, mm-hmm. But other than also, that, we're also we're,
0: we're old, right? We're
2: old, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, so that I mean, some of us more
0: than others.
1: Right. I knew that that was coming. Yeah, I'm that, that like, was coming. Yeah, I, he can't not like let it go. Can I
0: have them? <laughs> Guys, I have a brand to stick. With. Like I have to like maintain it. Right. Also, don't get mad. That was genius. Like the fact that I just kind of fit that right in there.
2: Yeah. Like,
0: all of our listeners, like, were absolutely waiting for it.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, they were. So Regina, what have you been up to? Uh, I did not
1: camp. I did glamp. Um, which was lovely. I mean, it wasn't really glamping because it wasn't, like, fancy or anything. But uh, we went to a KOA resort, which I had never Mm. been to, um, but I highly recommend if you have a space or you have one near you. Um, We went to one on the Oregon coast, and it's right in between two, like, tourist towns um, right across the street from a state park with a Mm. a shipwreck on the beach, which was really cool. Like a real shipwreck. So, um, yeah, and we had a little cabin with a fire pit out front and um, beds with sheets and a full refrigerator freezer and a little kitchen. So, as you can see, it doesn't really sound very much like camping. um, Yeah. Because it wasn't. There are people across the street from us who were in tents and these weird little, like, tent slots they had for people that were fenced in. It was, I was like, I don't want that. I don't. I don't. Like a f- fenced in. <laughs> Yeah, like there were little. It was like a square unit, and they were cut in like little pie. I guess kind of a round unit, and they're cut in like little pie pie, pie pieces. Okay. Uh-huh. So like a round edge with a fence on the edge of it, and then uh-huh. the corners all had like a little kitchen. Uh-huh. So there was like a little um, barbecue or whatnot you could cook at up at the thing, and then there was just grass for you to pitch your tent and uh-huh. in a fence. And I'm like. They were small, and I'm kind of like, I don't, I, I do
2: not see the appeal here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I don't really see the appeal either, even if you don't have a fence, but you know, Anna loved it. One thing that was kind of funny is how the ice cream truck came around yeah. the campground. Oh, the wondering- one we were at delivered pizza. Delivered <laughs> pizza. Yeah. <laughs> i would have been better with that one yeah. um but yeah so i was like super surprised because we were like mm-hmm. sitting around the fire and i heard the little you know dinging bells that sounded sort of like an ice cream truck and anna came up to me she says an ice cream truck like it was in the distance and then it stopped like right away and i'm like no that had to have been somebody else with a weird toy or something right like, no you know, noise Falling but no or something. it was an ice cream truck it had crazy variety of stuff. Like, its menu was plastered on the side of the truck, and almost the entire side of the truck was filled with wow. its menu. It was insane. Uh, Anna got a birthday cake pop, which was <laughs> vanilla ice cream covered with birthday cake crumbles, like cake oh, crumbles. Wow. That sounds yeah. gross. It was It sounds was actually like something a five-year-old would like. Yeah, of course. It yeah. was. It wasn't yeah. bad. I had a bite of it, but a bite of it I is mean, probably good enough. You know. Yeah. I mean. Like, oh, okay. Choco like taco a, or bust. <laughs> they, they had those at our campground. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They didn't have choco tacos at an, in that ice cream truck.
2: No, they did. They did. Oh, I was about
0: to say, like, damn, like that's yeah. that's like if if you start a ta- like a, a ice cream truck, the first thing you do is buy several cases of choco tacos. Like <laughs> that's like. Get the cho- You almost get the choco tacos before you get the truck. <laughs> like they should just be waiting.
2: <laughs> yes, there were choco tacos.
0: Okay, they good. Seemed, I was about Anna to be thought that they
2: seemed very different, but she was all about the birthday cake. Although she changed her mind three times while we were waiting. In the waiting, line. yeah. And the funny thing is, is that you know, I half expected this ice cream truck to be like a cash only affair. And so and I didn't have any cash on me. So I'm like running back to the tent to, you know, check my purse to see if maybe I have a few bucks stashed somewhere. But I didn't. And so I grabbed a credit card and put them in my pocket just in case. In case. And I went out to the the street where the truck was and Anna is already in tears Thinking she's not gonna get any ice cream, and then my friend comes up. She's like, "Well, you know, we can get her something. You know, if if you want us to, you know, we can cover that." And she's like, "But but she takes it takes cards." I'm like, well, "We're all set then." So it's <laughs> the like, "Like." Get her to calm down. It's like right. it's okay. I have the credit cards. Yeah. I am not short on credit cards. <laughs> you are gonna yeah, be fine. Like,
0: we just don't have dollar bills. Yeah. It's right. not that we don't have yeah. money. Don't even
2: yeah. have this is a cash.
0: weird modern problem, right? Like and I yeah. run into that all the time. It will be someplace and I'll need cash for a thing and I'll be like, uh
1: What's cash look like again?
0: <laughs> yeah. I barely understand. That's it is. I think I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of glad that my kids don't play sports because, like, mm. all of like the drink booths and the vendors and stuff like right. that all are cash only, and yeah. it's just a mess. So I'm glad that that, that the ice cream truck co- uh, took card. Yes. Um, that's brilliant. By the way, it is. Um, yeah. I wish the ones around here did that because I would always get ice cream. <laughs> always. <laughs>
2: Would my children
0: oh, always get ice cream? I don't know about that. Would <laughs> I always get ice cream? You're damn right I would.
2: <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, my friend's daughter, who is, how old is she? I think she's three or almost three. She fell asleep like mid afternoonish, like about four o'clock on the day that the ice cream truck came around. So she fell asleep at four o'clock. We figure she's going to nap a couple hours, wake up. She didn't. She fell. Asleep, she slept the entire night. Oh, my God. didn't wake up till the next morning. And so when she found out that everybody had ice cream, she was extremely upset. Yeah. And then her dad is like, well, when we get home. We'll let you pick out whatever ice cream you want. And we'll make your brother and your sister watch you while you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. You know, it's, Hardcore, it's not man. their fault that the, 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 their little sister went to sleep. Right. <laughs> It was so weird, though. She was, like, out. I mean, she got a little, like, scrape on her on her toe. She, like, ripped her toenail or something oh. like that. Which, you know, painful, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but it wasn't, like, you know, a serious injury. Like, they wrapped right. it up, and it was fine. And then she just went to sleep and just stayed asleep. She must have been very, very exhausted.
1: Yeah. I've never, ever had that happen. My child yeah. falls asleep at that time. She's up, but... Eight yeah. in a week for twelve hours, you know.
2: Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we figured was gonna happen. But yeah. thankfully for them, yeah, it didn't. Wow. So, um all right, so that's enough about camping and ice cream. Games. So this week the largest gaming convention in the world happened, and that is Gamescom, which happens in Germany every year. Uh Not a whole ton of stuff came out of this convention this year. Um, Probably the biggest announcement, I don't even know that this was announced at Gamescom, Um, but Sony has purchased Insomniac Games, which is making them a first-party studio, Uh, which is... I'm torn about it. I mean, when it comes down to it, Insomniac was basically already a PlayStation-exclusive developer, but they had done some other stuff. So mm-hmm. um, but I see people online being like, Oh man, yeah, now they can make more great we'll get great more Spider-Man games. We'll talk about Spider-Man in a few minutes, but and I'm We're like talking about a lot of Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want another Spider-Man game. I want them to make something new because that team there is so creative. And they just come up with awesome, you know, IP. And I would like to have them create something rather than just do more Spider-Man games. So okay, hopefully well. that that's something that, that Sony will allow. Because, you know, if you think back, like, everything that, that they've made pretty much has been amazing. Like Ratchet and Clank and Spyro and uh, Resistance. Uh, resistance and Fuse. Wasn't, Fuse, Fuse. Was
0: just, just Fuse was just the bomb, man. Yeah. Fuse was um, so good.
2: Yeah, that was and, sarcasm,
0: right? <laughs> they drop an egg now and again.
2: That okay, yeah, and then Sunset Overdrive, which was absolutely brilliant. It's probably my one of my favorite. I don't know. It's probably up there with Ratchet and Clank as my favorite game that they've developed. So, um, so hopefully, like that's my that was my only fear when I heard this was you know not so much that they're just going to be developing for PlayStation because we have a PlayStation does care. I'm going to have access to the games, but that I don't want Sony to put a chokehold on them and be, wow, Spider-Man was so successful. We have to make another one and then another one and then another one. Mm-hmm. So I would really like to see something original come out of them. Well, but they've still,
0: they put out more games while they were making Spider-Man because they were putting out a bunch of VR games. Now I know that doesn't help you. Because VR just <laughs> makes you puke instantly. Right. But, um, their team is big enough to make more stuff. Yeah. So, um, also, now they have many, many more dollars. So, like, they could totally blow up and make two games at once. Um, yeah. You know, if they needed to. I mean, Insomniac is not, you know, it's not like they bought Yacht Club games or something where it's, like, <laughs> 20 people on a PR team. Like, they bought, like, a substantial developer. So, Um. I- I'm... Hoping, well, I mean, this clearly announced, like, just about confirms Spider Man 2, right? right? So, yeah. um, I, and I'm happy about that because, uh, Spider Man's amazing. I understand that you're allergic to fun. Um, but yes. they also. And I
2: liked but- it too. I just. You know,
0: you just don't see- want more good. She doesn't want more no. good. She doesn't want another plate yeah. of amazing spaghetti I and want balls.
2: new good and amazing, and they're I the developer it. that can do it.
0: <laughs> I get it, I get it, and I think we're going to. I mean, the reality is I think well I, I don't think that we'll get i I think really what's gonna happen is they're gonna pump out some spider-mans and some ratchet and clanks because those are safe bets. I think the the off chance is the possibility that we'll see a spider-man and maybe a resistance. Because mm. one thing that that Sony does not have in their portfolio, at least not that we know of, is they don't have a first-person shooter, which, mm. like, when you line them up against their only real competitor, which is Microsoft, Microsoft, mm-hmm. I guess they kind of have at least one of those. <laughs> um, we, You know, I, I don't want to mention it by name because then we have to do the whole disclosure thing, and that's just obnoxious, but, you know, like... Microsoft kind of has like a shooter, you know. They got one, or, they got one big one. So
2: actually, they, and, I mean, it's not first person, but they have a very large third person one as well. They also
0: have a very large third person, which was talked about way too long at oh, uh, really? Gamescom. Um, but maybe that was just from my perspective because it's not my jam. But yeah, I know Microsoft has shooters, whereas Xbox really doesn't, or not not Xbox, PlayStation doesn't, and mm. I, I think that there it makes sense for them to have one. Mm. With that said, they could just totally have Insomniac putting out Spider, alternating Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank for the next seven or eight years, and maybe some indie games because you know, like they're a team that's big enough to do that. And I would be more than happy with it. And they would certainly make their money back. Um, Spider-Man sold 14 million copies. That's the most. uh, That is the highest-selling PlayStation 4 exclusive. That's insane. Mm. that's yes. insane
2: it is insane
0: and it was um, a lot of fun, I'm really not saying good.
2: it wasn't fun I just, you know sequels are, you know I mean, like, I love Tomb Raider, but Rise of the Tomb Raider was not as good as the original Tomb Raider, and I started playing um, Shadow and <laughs> it's making me motion sick god damn mm. <laughs> um, but I could already tell that that's not of the same quality as as the Tomb Raider reboot, so, um, so yeah, it's just sequels are just typically I get not as good. So I get
0: you know. it. Um, to answer your very initial question, no, it was not announced at Gamescom, Gamescom, but Jeff Keighley did throw it out in the middle of his two hour long like opening night thing. Yeah. He said, "Hey everybody, this isn't part of the program, but like." Sony just bought Insomniac, so, like, I don't know, like, check out Twitter or something. Let's go watch a game. It was very nonchalant.
2: Yeah. So, the big thing that did come out of Jeff Keighley's thing is that he had Hideo Kojima in, uh, on stage talking about Death Stranding, and we got to see a little bit of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole this connection with babies things is... Weird and yet sort of interesting, because one of the things that they did on stage here was they introduced a new uh, character in the game called Mama, who, um, whose baby is apparently on the other side, like there's a real world, and then there's like another dimension or something, and her baby was born in the other dimension, and she's in the real world, so they're kind of like, they're connected, but sort of not, It's it was really kind of weird but um but you know it looks like the main character carries around um a baby in his he's got a little pouch that he wears on his front of him but it is not like a a baby baby it's like well, I don't know if it's supposed to be a fully developed baby or not it has an umbilical cord so i don't know what that means
0: it's a baby <laughs> a bridge baby <laughs>
2: right yeah um i also don't Whatever that quite means. know why it's there um Although it was funny, like the first thing they showed of the gameplay was the character peeing. <laughs> I was just like, man. Peeing like, is
0: this... by button press. Like you right. deliberately urinate.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I was and it's like, a mechanic. I was like, wow, man, like, you know, is this you know, he's like he's really pregnant and has to pee all the time? Because <laughs> <laughs> that might be a pretty accurate representation. Um of that, but that's what I was thinking. I'm sure nobody else was thinking that, but that's what I was thinking.
0: Everyone else that. was thinking, can you get the camera in front of him so that you can see Norman Reedus's joke? And the truth is, <laughs> no, you cannot. They address that later on. If you try and get the camera, he will consistently, the character model will turn and yeah. not let the camera get in front of him.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was no way that that they would do Of that so.
0: course not, but everybody <laughs> was thinking it. Well, yeah, yeah, because um, humanity, because humanity. <laughs>
2: right? Yes,
0: for better or for
2: worse. Um. So, yes. <laughs> other stuff that came out of Gamescom, as we briefly mentioned, Gears of War, um, talked about way too long. Apparently, I just watched the trailer. They had a yeah, was trailer so much for Gears their of War. for their Horde mode. Um, that,
0: that includes Halo characters.
2: Right, right. So you know, Gears, it's it's. Not my jam, as you have to say, but I played Gears 4 for review when I was at Pixelkin and they do, their gameplay is all repetitive and it's basically all the same, but they do, they execute on that perfectly. Like I have never played a third person shooter like that. That was just controls and everything was perfect. Like they have that down to a science. And so even though it's not really my jam, they do perfectly what it is that they do. So just wanted to give a shout out for that.
0: No, that's fair. I mean, Gears of War 4 is currently free on, uh, Xbox games with gold. So I'm going to be downloading it. I'm going to play it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm interested. I mean, it's, it's, they, they, the demo was, they talked too long on stage, but it doesn't mean that I'm not interested. Yeah. It's, it is uh, not, the, I'm going to wait until Gears 5 is cheaper, mm. um, because I only get so many grown-up games, and I, yeah. I have very, you know, I have my sights set on something else, but, you know, Gears War 4 for included in my thing, I, I'm in. I mean, yeah. it looks great. Shooting some dudes, and hiding behind some cover, it looks great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's basically what. And I'm going to play it on
0: baby ass baby mode and just like gun through those guys because I'm definitely yeah. going to play this game on easy. Like, I show I have yeah. no need to prove myself I'm <laughs> terrible at games.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I play everything on easy now too. And Isaac still uh, scoffs at me from time to time and I'm like, don't even stop. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um,. I, I ruined that, you know, for myself when I beat God of War 3 on hard. So now I'm apparently held to that standard, which I, mm. I know shouldn't have done. Um, but anyhow, so other Gamescom stuff. We got trailer for Destiny 2's next expansion. Um, I don't play Destiny, so uh, let's um, see. Hotline... Destiny fans are
0: very excited.
2: Yes. Uh, Hotline Miami Collection is coming to the Switch. I also have not played this game. Steven, have you played these games?
0: No, they they don't look all that exciting to me. I'm sure I'm glad that people like them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're not my jam. Yeah, we saw a little bit more of the Blair Witch game. Didn't really show much. The one that they showed at E3, I think showed more than this one does. Like this one didn't even seem to be that scary um that first trailer was. Um, so let's see, Cyberpunk 2077, the big news there is that it is going to be on Stadia. Eventually. We don't, eventually, yeah, it's not going to come out on Stadia. That's, that's the thing with Stadia, it's like, if you if they're not getting exclusives or day and date of some of these other games, I don't understand how it's going to be valuable to people. I don't know, that's just me. Well, it's um, a store. I mean, that's the
0: thing, the one thing that... that- I had to, because I, my wife was watching with me and, you know, my oldest son was like, are we going to get, are we going to get it? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, we're definitely not buying the Founders Pack. That's stupid. Yeah. Because, um, but, because we don't need it, but like, you, the, the regular membership is free. It's like Steam. So, um, you know, if there's a game that I know would run on Stadia, well, like probably like a little indie game and it's on sale there and it's cheaper, then yeah, I'll probably buy it there. Because mm-hmm. it's just Steam for me at that point. And I think that that's the the thing. Like, it, in order for it to be successful, it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, a, a console killer. It really just needs to get a foothold as a marketplace. And if mm-hmm. it does that, um, I think it'll do fine. Right? But you're, I mean... Epic Game Store is making a foothold and making a name for themselves because they keep spending money on big name, you know, exclusives. Yeah. So far, Google Stadia doesn't appear to have been doing that, but it looks like they're trying to make their own. Also, they have that Google money, so like right. they could just wait.
2: Yeah, I mean, they've been touting a lot though their whole the whole platform of being able to play like within the browser and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a store. Um, The whole platform, I think, is more interesting to most people because a store is a store. Um, But like you said, they got Google money. So I totally expect the platform part of of Stadia to fail miserably. Um, But they're okay with that because they can just do it better the next time or just be like, hey, this was a fun experiment. Didn't work, whatever. And, you know, move on to the next thing. So um, but we'll see. I 100 percent expect it to fail. I'm sorry to any developers who are making their games exclusive to that platform, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna fail. Is anybody um, doing that?
1: I I didn't. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Some, some smaller indie smaller. Studios. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I'm sure they're timed though. Um. You know. Or yeah. I'm sure they have a way out.
1: Mm. You
0: know, like if Google Stadia fails, I'm sure they can just put it on Switch.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's see, speaking of another Switch, the Witcher 3 complete edition is mm-hmm. coming to the Switch. Are you gonna get that, Steven?
0: I mean, no. Because <laughs> no? like I already own it. I'm PS4. Oh, right, right. Also, we've talked about my my voyage as the Witcher is done. Mm. I met my girl, we did the thing, <laughs> I accidentally killed her. <laughs> I didn't tell you guys that story oh no okay let's t- let's do this so in the witcher, obviously, there's romance options, and I met a really bitchy wizard chick, and I can't even remember her name but she was such a she was so bitchy, and I loved her from the minute I saw her and i and my witcher wooed her and we went on many adventures, we slayed many monsters. <laughs> And then we did the thing, because apparently that happens a lot in Witcher games. I didn't know. It kind of caught me by surprise. Um, and then some, some things went down, and I accidentally killed her. And I and literally, I shut the game off and was like, you know what, my story's over. He's he is a recluse now. Um, you know, the love of his life is gone. And I can't move on. Uh, but my wife is kind of interested, because it is her kind of story, mm-hmm. being that it's, you know, like, hunting, you know, gothic monsters, and, you know. So, yeah. Um, it's basically like a really dark Legend of Zelda. Mm. Um, So, I think that it's very possible that we may get it, so that she can play it, but uh, at the same time, I already have it on the PlayStation 4, so, why? Yeah. I don't know. Um, But... It really looks like crap. Um but but I think that's okay because mm-hmm. it's this game is massive and it's playing on the Switch and every bit of it fits on the cart. There is no download. That is wizardry to me. So like this is one of those things where like if the Witcher 3 runs on Switch,
2: mm-hmm.
0: no one has any excuses anymore. Like, and it runs. Yeah. It looks like it runs. Now, does it look great? No. Does it look like a Switch game? Yeah. And, like, so now no one has any excuse unless you have, like, an AI thing or something. That, that's different, right? Like, but if it's just graphics, like, dude, yeah. like, you have no excuse anymore. If They put The Witcher 3 on here. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, think it, it's coming out in October, I think. Um, yeah. It's they fit all of The Witcher onto one of those little postage stamp game cards. I don't understand the universe anymore. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that there are a lot of people who are going to play it that never could have played it before. Not yeah. necessarily because they didn't own a PlayStation. I mean, I think a lot of Switch owners also own other consoles. But I think uh-huh. this is one of those things where there are a lot of people who are really intimidated by long games. Yeah. And being able to play it on the train or in bed, it, it changes it. And it's definitely a game. You play it on easy. You can absolutely just kind of mindlessly go through things. Fights are not super challenging in the story mode on that. Hence why I accidentally killed someone. Because I was just like, oh, I hit a button. And I just hit a button and cleaved them in twain. It did. It happened a bunch. Where, like, combat started and I was just like, oh. I didn't mean, I'm sorry, good sir or madam. So, yeah. So that's The Witcher. Witcher's- I can't believe I haven't told the story. I never told the story. No. Um, no. Nope.
1: Oh, man. You told this us is... you were playing it, but then we never heard anything more about it. I yeah. am... I, think, I remember you talking about, like, having her as a character or as the person you were romancing, but ne- we never heard the conclusion of it.
0: Yeah. I'm so... Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like this is... This is an important... Oh, her name, by the way, is Kira Metz. If anyone's okay. really curious, if you want to go look her up. Um, you'll under you, you'll, she's really bitchy, um, and she said, there's really no other way to describe her. Apparently a lot of the women in this game are like that, but Kira Met's extra obnoxious and I just had to, I had to go for it. <laughs> okay. I had to kill a lot of monsters to woo her.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's basic like, basically it. There wasn't anything else super huge that came out of GameStop.
0: Okay, so I'll just do, like, a couple of things. Because I think there were some other announcements that were relevant. Um, Okay. uh, Ori and the Blind Forest is coming to Switch. Mm. That's kind of... I I think that's a big deal if for nothing else because it's confusing to the world because that's an Xbox game.
2: Yeah.
0: More Xbox stuff showing up on Switch. Um, I wonder if Halo is going to come to Switch. Just kidding. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, guys. It's not. But it's funny. It's funny to listen to podcasters talk about how it's possible I mean, I guess it's possible, right? Because like whatever you could put, yeah. Um, it, like mechanically speaking, you could put the Master Chief Collection on the Switch if you wanted. But like, come on, guys, they're not going to put the, the they're not going to put like the Master Chief on the Switch. Um, that's insanity. But um, so but Ori and the Blind Forest is perfect. It's great. It's going to go over there. Um, people are going to pay full price for an old game, and it's fine. Um, they announced Kerbal Space Program two which is mm. super huge. Um, it looks awesome. Um, what else? Did mm-hmm. you play the
2: first one? I didn't play it, but which? I heard it was actually very complicated.
0: Kerbal it Space was. Program. So here's the pro The problem that Kerbal Space Program had is it was in open access for a early access for a very long time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And a lot of people bought it because it got hype really quickly, and yeah. it didn't have tutorials until the very, very end.
2: Oh. Like
0: good ones. So it was a lot of a lot of the complicated stuff was cuz there wasn't a game to guide you. Mm. This game's being develop or being published by um Private Division? Mhm. Um so I'm guessing it's probably not it might be in like game preview. Mm-hmm. Like for a little while, but this isn't going to be in early access while it's being developed for like 3 years. Like yeah. that's just not I don't You know what I mean? I'm yeah. sure. You, so this is one of those things where, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be great. I'm planning already lots of streams where I crash Kerbal spaceships, trying to get to the moon <laughs> to make an EFG moon base. Um, so name all my name all my spaceships after Transformers. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, other stuff. I mean, man, they there were a lot of announcements. How about okay? This how about this for the weirdest announcement? Um, did you see the announcement for Humankind? No. Okay. It was that so? And this is the last one I'll talk about because after that it just you know there's a bunch of Switch games, like a lot of them. But um, so Humankind is so Jeff Keeley announced this by talking about Sega and Turn-Based. and I got ridiculously hyped. Like I stood <laughs> up, yeah, because I was like, oh my god, he's gonna do another shine. They're gonna do another Shining Force game. Shining Force is one of my jams on the Sega Genesis. Um, do either of you remember that game?
2: Nope. No. <sighs>
0: um Okay, so Shining Force, really good. Um so the um so I I heard Sega and Turnbase and I got really excited. And then it turned out that it was basically Civilization. Like mm. Hex Grid. Dudes moving across a map, building cities, etc. And uh, my oldest was like, Dad, why don't we just play Civilization? <laughs> and I was like, I, ha- I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer why we wouldn't just play Civilization. So the one thing that kind of gives me pause is that it, it seems like it's trying to, to explore the development of, of like culture through early man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of cool, because Civilization doesn't really do that. Really, civilization kind of starts in the Bronze Age, and then mm-hmm. moves on. Whereas exploring civilization before that is kind of neat, but I have no idea. It's interesting. Um, also, somehow one game is going to is was announced during the Jeff Keighley thing that is going to have both a multiplayer attack helicopter mode and a VR drone racing mode in the same game. And I'm like, why are you telling us about Comanche helicopters? I don't care about Comanche helicopters. But I definitely want to play VR drone racing. That <laughs> sounds freaking awesome, right? Like, what, how, how talk about burying the lead, guys. So, like, check out these awesome renders of these Comanche helicopters, and then literally a five second tease of check out VR drone flights. That's it. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, right. Also, so, somehow I don't know about the P and thing from from. De- from uh, <laughs> Death Stranding. Like, I'm still impacted by that. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was pretty weird. Especially if it was the first thing that they showed. I'm like, really? Uh, I mean, you like, had to take a leak. What you Sims.
0: got? Sims. <laughs> your dude had to take a leak.
2: Yeah, I guess. Um, okay, so that's Gamescom. Other big news, or gaming business news, is GameStop has laid off a ton of people, uh, including half of the staff of Game Informer magazine. Now this is very sad to me because my first job in gaming was at a print magazine called Game Now. It was part of the Ziff Davis family of magazines which they also published. Electronic Gaming Monthly and and the official PlayStation uh, magazine. There were a bunch of them. Um, and so those all died very quickly. Um, and Game Informer has really been the big holdout as far as a print magazine is concerned, and so if they stop being a print magazine, it's gonna be very sad. and uh, I can't imagine with them slicing the the editorial staff in half that they're gonna to continue to do print. it just it just doesn't seem like that that's that's gonna happen. um but gain stop, you know we all knew that that this is coming they've been struggling like mad because nobody buys games in stores anymore or not nobody some people do i certainly don't buy games in stores anymore and i know i'm not alone so they're trying to they're trying to change it to like this to be this sort of like social gathering type place yeah um which uh, I don't know. I don't
0: even know if that would work. I, I think it's possible. I think that's possible. Yeah. And here's what they would have to do. I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to have to burn to the ground. Mm-hmm. Not literally, but figuratively. i got to be careful saying stuff like that on the internet now.
2: <laughs> it needs
0: to like be like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Like They need yeah. to close 90% of their stores and then take all the rent that they were spending, consolidate their staff, and just take over bigger locations. Mm. Um, and if they do that, then, and focus on events, I think it might actually play out. Because the reality is, um, that's how board game stores live right now. They live on events, they live on magic tournaments, they live on, you know, like, and GameStop could absolutely do that. GameStop even has a name for it, right? Like, this is the GameStop. Stop here to play games. Yeah. They could do it. Um, Yeah. They would have to change, I mean, they would have to change their entire business model, but and they could space. totally, the, the space, well, exactly, their stores are not set up for it. Right nope. now, their stores are set up for you, come in, you're here for three minutes, and then we boot you out.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Um. And they, they're they going to have to, fo- they would have to change, like, their KPIs, right? Like, they need people to stay in the store, they need to give people reasons to stay there. They could. Listen. If they just turned into an esports place where it was like, listen, GameStop, we're gonna have Thursday night fights. We're mm. gonna have, you know, whatever. Like, don't mind the noise. We're feeding children dinner, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, like we're gonna have Thursday night fights. Like they could totally have a, um, you know, uh, that they could have that presence. Mm-hmm. and bring people in and i think it, i think it could actually work um i don't think any part of that involves a print magazine
2: yeah
0: um i am frustrated with this because um game informer has like been a part of my life for so long like mm-hmm. i get i still get game informer magazine at my house Mm-hmm. Um, do I read it every time? Not necessarily, but I happily have it come in. I show it to the kids. We look at the reviews. Um, I don't know any of those any of the writers, right? But yeah. like one of the dudes that got laid off was in Cologne, Germany. Yes. Like yeah, like just I mean, come on, guys. Now admittedly, that's just they had to pick a time, and there's yeah. always. I mean, it's convention season, so what were they going to wait until? After the new year, I mean, maybe they should have, but um, it's sad, man, because yeah. this is, uh, you know, and they kept they they cheated death by nature of the fact that they were connected to a retail store, but yeah. because GameStop didn't ad- adapt correctly and quickly enough, uh, now Game Informer is um, gonna, gonna go away eventually. I mean, this yeah. is not the end. And what really sucks for them is they're in Minnesota. Yeah. Like, if they were in the Bay Area, right? Like yeah. whatever they could just like I don't know, go somewhere. Yeah. You know, but like they can't. They live in Minnesota.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Um, you know, so drastically
2: different costs of living there. Yeah. So even if they wanted to go out and try for an IGN or a game spot or
0: whatever, it's just not. Oh, you and real. I talk you and I talked about this. Yeah. (laughs) When I briefly thought about that, you were like, Steve, come on, don't be stupid. And I was like, but, (laughs) you know, I still thought about doing it just to see if I could, you know. But, um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, here's what I hope, quietly. Remember when game trailers went down Mm -hmm. and Easy Easy Allies came out of it because the people that worked at game trailers were just like, whatever, man, we're going to do our thing. And they were supported. (laughs) Um, I mm-hmm. would love it if the Game Informer crew when all was said and done did the same thing. Like mm-hmm. maybe they didn't do a print magazine, maybe they maybe they did something small like an e-zine or something like that. Mm-hmm. But just crowdfunding and you know just did their mm-hmm. own thing the way Easy Allies did. I would I would back them on Patreon. You yeah. know how much do I spend a year on my Game Informer subscription? Because of GameStop, I would absolutely do that. I, I would love yeah. to see that. Because they're a great team. They work really well together. I don't know. Obviously, yeah. they were hurting. Because, I mean, listen to them talk... Reading some of their tweets yesterday really sucked. Um, yeah. So I wish them yeah. the best.
2: Yes, for sure.
0: Movies and TV.
2: So... And I don't Like, this story is apparently still developing. Mm-hmm. But... Sony and Disney are having a big fight over Spider-Man and who gets to make all the monies based on the Spider-Man movies. And there's some conflicting things. Yesterday it was all over the internet and everybody was reporting the deal is done. Um Spider-Man stays with Sony and that's the end of Spider-Man in the MCU. Now people are coming back and be like, oh, you know, the negotiations are still going on and Uh, all kinds of crap. Sony was doing some vague um, damage control on Twitter and also making jabs because, um, crap, what's the producer's name? Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige um, is not working on... There are two more Spider-Man movies played starring Tom Holland, and he was going to be working on them, but he's not. Um, And the way that they're jabbing at Disney, they're making it sound like, you know, it was all Disney that said that he couldn't be working on this because they don't want him working on a property that they don't own, Um, which maybe was the case. um, But then there's also sort of a theory running around that this leak, quote unquote, was not really a leak and it was Disney's way to sort of play hardball, get everybody in the world, super upset with Sony so (laughs) that they need to rethink their position. So, I don't know what's going on. It's sad. Um, uh, Sony, you know, not not a great track record with um, Spider-Man. Um, I mean, the ones back in the day, Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2, the ones that starred Tobey Maguire, those were both good. All of the other Spider-Mans sucked until we got to uh, Homecoming and then Into the Spider-Verse and Far From Home were both good. So, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm not that confident in Sony's track record. Me um, either. But, um, but they're saying that they're going to bring the producer from the original ones. I forget what her name is. Amy, Amy Pascal, I think. She was the producer for the Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire um, Spider-Mans back then. And so those were good. So I don't know. Who knows? But, you know, the bigger issue is that Spider-Man wouldn't be able to be a part of the MCU and if you watch Spider-Man Far From Home it becomes very obvious that they were setting him up to be a central character mm-hmm. uh in the ongoing universe so um so that's not cool <laughs> and everybody's been talking about like they did that big panel at Comic-Con where they announced a ton of stuff and Everybody's like, oh, well, they didn't announce Spider-Man anyway, so they must just not be working him in. It's like, no, they didn't announce Spider-Man because they've obviously been in these negotiations and can't come out and say anything until things well, are Well, they decided. figured out what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. I know for sure they had plans for Spider-Man. There's no way that they didn't. They just couldn't talk about anything. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So we still don't know for sure what the deal is. As of right now, it seems like it's a done deal, like Spider-Man staying with Sony. Um, and Sony, you know, they really they really threw a hardball at them. Like, they wanted to do the 50-50 split, which is really high. I mean, I understand, you know, that they...
0: Well, Disney and, did that.
2: Yeah, Disney. I understand that they... Helped make the current Spider-Man movies very successful due to him being included in the MCU. More successful than they would have been had they just been Sony's, probably. But still, it's like, Disney Man. You know, I mean, we think of them lots of time. Like, lots of times I think of them kind of positively, just because they've got so much stuff that I really enjoy. But man, they are like... They're like the Hulk. Like, they're all sweet and nice until (laughs) something happens and then they get mad and they turn into a raging monster. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Steven, you've been quiet. What are your feelings on this? Before I talk,
0: talk, I'd like to hear what Regina has to say. Because she hasn't, I haven't allowed her to talk pretty much for like (laughs) 45 (laughs) minutes.
1: (laughs) Um, well, I, I, I will, I will fully admit to having a barking dog. Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what she's doing right now. Can't get her to calm down. Um, I didn't really know what, what it meant. Like, the headlines, like, started, you know, pouring in and everybody was talking about it and Twitter and Facebook were all up in arms and I guess I still on some level don't understand, like, I just don't understand what it means like like I get it now more actually than Nicole talked about it like Sony did certain ones and then they moved it like merged with the MCU and I guess I just don't understand like how how that could have not happened like could they just have not done that (laughs) like yeah he just couldn't have like he could like Spider-Man wouldn't have been in like imagine what like I don't know the last Avengers movies would have been like without Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, so much of it is, so I just don't understand how they can be at this point, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, we've created this, in, you know, amazing universe, but we're going to boot this character out of it. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. Well, I know Disney obviously didn't want to boot him. Yeah. I mean, they just they wanted just the wanted money. more money. And I've but always. at the same time, yeah. uh, I don't want to keep interrupting you. That's okay. But I think Sony knew that they were holding all the cards. Yeah. Like, they own the rights. So, yeah. So, you know, they were able to. You know, they wanted to keep the current deal yeah. uh, in place, which is really kind of ridiculous. Disney gets, like, 5% of, like, the first few weeks box office or something. It's something ridiculously yeah, low. Yeah, I mean, granted, Sony pays for the entire production yeah. of that. But, you know, obviously the success has been based on his involvement in the MCU, yeah. which is all Disney. So Yeah. Um, but
1: yeah. Yeah, but I I I'm not I'm not surprised that Disney played hardball and that they went for the yeah. money because, you know, as much as you know, I'm a little bit less celebratory I think of Disney than you are. who have always right. had this like they're still a corporation. They're still making yeah. corporate decisions and they're still, you know, in that realm of capitalism, right. you know, regardless yeah. of the content that they make. So,
0: well, I mean, they have a yeah. job to do. Disney's do. primary job is not the creation of art. No. Disney's job is to make money. Yep. They're a publicly traded company. Yep. And they are, I mean, they have a job to do. I yep. mean, all three of us have jobs. And this is some, you know, I, this was lost on a podcast that I recorded this morning. But um, apparently it decided not to record. But, like, I can't get angry at them for doing their job. Right. Just like, I, you know, like, I have a job to do, right? Like, I go to work every day, and I push papers, and I help you know, sell stuff, et cetera. Like, I have to do that well. Disney's job is to make money. Right. Um, And the way they do that, the vector through which they do that happens to be through the creation of art. And so they do that. I mean, if they could make money selling phones, they would do it. Right. They would just pivot, but they can't. So um, I'm not surprised that they played hardball. I'm disappointed. Um, With that said, I... I know that the this is a bad look for them. Like, I know a lot yeah. of people are pushing on Sony right now in the short mm-hmm. term. But in the long term, it was such a big victory for them to get Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man is, without question, one of the most important characters in the entire Marvel pantheon. Everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Yep, yes. And it was such a victory when they got him, and they clearly were leveraging that. Um, I would be stunned if they were not hat in hand with Sony at some point soon, saying, "I'm you know like trying to figure this out." So for me, I look at this like it's Schrodinger's situation, right? It's Schrodinger's <laughs> Spider Man, <laughs> like he is both Spider-Man. still there and he's not. Yeah. If yeah. he's gone, then he's gone. Yeah. And yeah. um, what that means is every Marvel movie for the next 15 years, we will have a Tom Holland-sized hole in it. Yeah. we're all going to wonder what it would have been if he was there.
1: Yeah. And they're going
0: to have to rewrite huge swaths of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, um, they could come together in a week, and Disney will say, you know what, we settled for 10% because we'd rather have an MCU with Spider-Man in right. it than, yeah. um, than not. Um, or they could just buy Sony Pictures. <laughs> I mean, right. that's what they did with Fox. They couldn't figure yeah. that deal out, so they just bought it. Um, <laughs> that would be on brand for Disney. They yeah. buy what yeah. they, you know, they buy what they can't have or create. Um, it, it I would, I, I don't want that because I want Sony Pictures to keep doing their own thing. Um, like, I would rather they just work together. I think cooperation mutually is a better plan. Um. If he can't, if it can't come to it, though, that means they need to work faster uh, to bring the X Men and the Fantastic Four to the screen. Because as much as I'm excited about Phase Five and like, yeah, Blade, and how cool is this? We're going to get the Eternals, like, and Shang-Chi, like, all of that is awesome. No but, one knows who any yeah. of these dudes are. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, sure, Guardians of the Galaxy, and, you know, that's great. But, like, you just, Captain America and Iron Man, Iron Man didn't start this way, right? But, like, eventually, yeah. he's a household name. Everybody knows who Iron Man is, and he's gone. Captain mm-hmm. America, by and large, is gone. You need pillars. Like, yesterday, we were in the chat talking about this, and we were like, who could replace it? Mm-hmm. Um, Wolverine could. Because yeah. everybody knows who Wolverine is. They shouldn't because he's not really a good guy, but, like, whatever. Like, he's yeah. homogenized enough to be, like, kid-friendly, even though he's a terrible, terrible person. Um, <laughs> and if you... And yes, I'm a Cyclops fan saying Wolverine is a terrible person. Fight me. Um, <laughs> but um Cyclops isn't exactly a great person either. But, like, whatever. Um like, they need, they need him, and if they can't do it with Wolverine, they can do it with the first family of Marvel. The Fantastic yeah. Four could do it, because everybody knows them, too. Um, and also, they are four characters that solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, because right now, like, who's going to solve, like, wacky science problems in the MCU now? Like, Professor Hulk is smart, but, like, he figured out a lot of that time stuff by accident. You watched that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know who could do some of that stuff? Reed Richards could sure do some of that stuff. And you know who's really snarky and sarcastic? The Human Torch. And, like, you know who can, like, bounce around and, like, break stuff? The Thing. You know, like, (laughs) they just do a lot of what needs to be done. And I know they're coming, but, like, man, if they were planning on them being, like, a mid-2022 thing, maybe if they can't have Spider-Man, maybe they should be a 2021 thing and they Mm -hmm. hide the crap out of it all next year. Because we... They need somebody to replace Spider-Man.
2: Yeah. And
0: I don't and none of them actually can. But they'll come close. Yeah, can I just feel real bad for Tom too. Holland? Can I just feel real yeah. bad for Tom Holland for a minute? Like, this kid is insanely rich. His career is going to be incredibly long. He's charming. He's talented. He works hard. He's a genuinely nice kid. Mm-hmm. He was Spider-Man. Like, he was my Spider-Man. Like, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Like, he is my (laughs) Spider-Man. And because of all this crap, like, he doesn't, he might not, like, get, because it's, I mean, there were some reports that were talking that he might not even continue with Spider-Man. Like, so now everything's all up in the air. Like, could you imagine? Like, if just because of a money fight, Tom, like, the perfect Spider-Man? I don't even want to think about it. We, is there like something like to de- like, can we talk about like Handmaid's Tale or something? Like something uplifting?
1: <laughs> that something uplifting. Not- Handmaid's <laughs>
2: Tale. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah, what do you guys, listeners, think about the whole Spider Man debacle? <laughs> Send us an email, <laughs> geekingmoms at gmail.com. So, oh. this could be good or not, depending upon the way you feel about things, but there's going to be a new Matrix movie. Matrix 4 is officially. Uh, in development. Yeah, Keanu question. Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss is going to be... Are they returning? What's that?
0: Question. How the hell are they yeah. going to do that? Because I watched Matrix 3. um, They did not leave that open for a sequel.
2: Yes, I know. I'm I have sure.
0: no idea. Like, what's he going to do? There is no more Matrix. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't
2: know if it's going to be a sequel or... I don't know. Reboot Who knows it. Who what it's going to be. Reboot
0: it with the same cast. I'm 100% down. Make, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's just sword art online, right? Like, this is just dumb. I mean, do I want to see Keanu Reeves, like, run around in, in a video game with Carrie Ann Moss? You're darn right I do. <laughs> um, I think they should just remaster the old ones. Just scene for scene remake the old ones with the new tech. Could you imagine, like, with all the new stuff we can do? How about yeah. just do that? Like, don't do, re- do, like, Matrix- Rearmed, or some stupid crap, <laughs> and just do a
2: scene,
0: just do a scene for scene remake. If Disney can do it, why can't they?
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think, I don't know. I think a reboot would be kind of, kind of boring. I oh, mean, it'd be terrible.
0: He- but like, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, the reboot would at least make sense compared to a sequel because, like, they saved the world. Like, yay, they were the heroes. They saved the world. Like, what's next?
2: Well, maybe they didn't really save the mm-hmm. world. There was a Matrix within it. Right, matrix. exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> matrix, oh, my God. Say, it's Inception then like, now.
2: Then it's really, right, exactly.
0: But then it becomes stupid. The whole point about Matrix <laughs> 1 is that it was, like, both a crazy kung fu action flick and kind of cerebral. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's why they ruined it with the second two, because, like, they just kind of... Like, they didn't just jump the shark, they nuked it from orbit and then skateboarded across it. Like, <laughs> like but, uh, uh, I don't know, whatever, fine, give give Keanu Reeves work, he deserves it. He's right, he's guy. just,
2: he he's is, in everything. He is nailing it, like, it, the, the two biggest things that he has ever done in his life are coming out with sequels, like, this is, it's insane.
0: Bill, The uh, new Bill and Ted, let's yeah. be honest. That movie is going to make so much money. So much money, I know.
1: So much money.
0: I can't wait for yeah. the Funko Pops.
1: Oh God, right. going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: I will a hundred percent have Wild Stallions, <laughs> um, Funko Pops, and yes, for the record, folks, I did pantomime an air guitar. Yes, he you did. <laughs> You're darn right, I did. Run. And you know what? <laughs> Everyone else should have done it. I'm
1: not way. critiquing you. <laughs>
0: You're you're not critiquing me, you're judging me. There's a difference. (laughs)
2: I'm not judging you either. Okay, maybe a little. All right, there's (laughs) a quick bit of news I want to toss in here, um, because the movie is coming out very soon, and that is It Chapter 2. Stephen King has been hyping this a bunch on Twitter, uh, which is super cool. I'm super excited to see it. Oh, I don't want to go see it at night, so I'm going to have to figure out some time <laughs> during the day <laughs> to go see it. At least it comes out after Anna is in school. Um, so, But anyhow, the director is talking about possibly doing a new movie um, with, by cutting the two movies together, making it you know, move through time more like the book does, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting to me. Like, I... I only watched the first one once. So I don't, you know, I don't remember a lot about how things will sort of interplay and we'll have to see in the second one, how it's set up because, um, there were some pretty big plot changes at the end, uh, of the first chapter. Like there were, what happened at the end was not in the book. Um, so it would be interesting just to see how, how they would work that, uh, together. But anyhow, so it chapter two is, uh, it's really long. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Uh, 165 minutes. Thanks. And apparently, the director said, uh, when they first when they first edited it together, it was four hours oh my gosh. long. <laughs> I'm like, man. Like, I don't even know how do you... Like, I can't even imagine trying to work down from 400 right. hours to le- 165. Yeah. Like, that's so much cutting. It's just... Insane, so and I wonder if that's you know gonna affect sort of how things come together and how fluid you, you know yeah it seems probably to be. well
0: so it probably um, is
2: if you ever watch but, the yeah. um
1: the behind the scenes like stuff for uh uh love actually, uh the first edit of love actually was something like five hours long wow.
0: because like
1: they had shot like these really long stories for each. Each story kind of was its own mini movie uh-huh. and then they edited it down yeah. and then if you watch it enough times, and I'm not saying that I have, but I totally have. Um, <laughs> you start to recognize the places where they put scenes in out of order to make the narrative for the movie work, but it doesn't actually work um, for the stories themselves. So oh, there's like a couple okay. of things that if you like if you pay close enough attention you can see how then how it doesn't work. But if you're just watching the movie you don't you don't notice it. So it probably, they'll probably edit it, they probably edited it well enough so that you don't have enough, you don't have uh, continuity errors like that. Also, yeah, I, don't, I only saw yeah. it
0: once, so. Also, the, the un, I mean, think of the deleted scenes on the blue.
1: Yeah. So. Or right. the director's edition that comes out with all of it, and you can be terrified for four hours, and I know some people yeah. love that.
2: Yeah, that was the other thing that this article that I was reading brought up, is like, how much can the average person, like, even if you like scary movies, right. actually handle that like being scared for that long. And being yeah. scared for that long. Like, it would probably be physically uncomfortable. Well, and could, you ma- uh, and could
1: you maintain it, you know, in the movie itself? Like, you know, right. there's a reason why, you know, movies or TV shows are the times that they are, you know, in yeah. terms of, like, attention
2: span, <laughs> so. Right, yeah. Yeah, and also too, like, um, I don't know. I, like, again, I've only seen the, I've only seen the first one once. So I would have to watch it a little bit more closely. Um, cause this, you know, harkens back to what I was saying about Stranger mm-hmm. Things and the, the whole thing. It's like once you show it. the yeah. audience the monster, yeah. then, um, and so you actually do see Pennywise mm-hmm. pretty early on. So he's, I mean, he's a different kind of, of monster. He's right. not just like a, you know, it's it's more of like a sort of just sort of creeping you out kind of thing. I mean, he definitely is physically a monster. Yeah. And they actually they do show that right away. That's in the very beginning, um, when he takes the little boy down into the sewer. You see his what? physicality of him <laughs> being a monster, yeah. at least his mouth. Um But but yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to see. Um, like I said, I want to see the second one, but I probably don't want to go see it at night. Yeah. When I watched the first one, was so unbelievable that this happened. Is that it was like the next day or the next night or whatever? We had gone out to dinner and I came home and Anna had gotten a red <laughs> balloon from somewhere. Yeah. And I walk in the house and it's dark. I turn on the light and there's a red balloon floating down the steps. <laughs> I'm like. This could not have been worse timing. Like, I was, I really, like, was scared, yeah. like, really scared for, like, a couple minutes um, before I should catch myself and be like, okay, this is stupid. Like, this is stupid. <laughs> well, didn't and they? This they did a viral marketing
1: campaign with the first one, too, where they were actually putting, like, balloons on um, drain grates. You right, You know, the, yes. there was, like, yes. a viral campaign that did that. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah um but it was you know it was dark in the house and i see this it was almost ghost right yeah (laughs) this red balloon floating toward me anyhow um so anna's not gonna be allowed to have any red balloons (laughs) for the next month um she needs to get a balloon she can get a purple one (laughs) or a green one or something um but anyhow so that's it chapter two uh so now we're gonna move on to handmaid's tale (laughs) Spoiler alert. The so series finale was last week. Season finale, and I know not the series finale. Season finale, yes. right. Season finale. I keep making that I mistake. Know. Season finale. Um, and I know that I have been saying leading up to this that, like, I don't know how much longer they can make this last, and that maybe it should be ending the mm-hmm. season. But this finale opened up so many more storylines yep. that now I'm like, Okay. Yeah. So many great character moments in here. Uh, you know, when Lauren, like, I mean, the deal is, if, if, if you've watched it up to this point, the deal is that June's plan of getting all these kids out of Gilead is, you know, it's coming to fruition. Yeah. It's actually happening. And so they're collecting all these kids. Um, and, you know, then they find out that one of the Martha's told somebody and that they know everybody's coming for them and that they got to get moving faster. Um, and then one of the most touching moments is when June, you know, she walks in basically to grab the kids to get them out. And we see commander Lawrence just reading. Oh to God, them, that like, scene. Surrounded by uh, the kids reading to them.
1: Um,
2: I just, uh, which is.
1: Yeah. So good. Yes, yeah. I, I was crying. I was already I crying at that point in the episode. And then, well, because you're not, like, she's walking up to the house and the light is out, you know, the light that's like the Paul Revere light to, like, tell them this is the house to bring the kids to, is out, and I'm like, and he had been wavering, like, through the whole thing, his commitment had been wavering, and I'm like, oh my god, what did he do? Oh my god, what did he do? Because I'm waiting, it's Handmaid's Tale, something bad is going to happen, like, there's no way in this episode something bad doesn't happen, and I'm just like, if something happens to all of the children... I am so out because I don't think my heart can handle it. And then to walk right. in and have it be that he's like turned the lights off and like collected them all in one room to keep them, you know, calm and quiet and he's reading and they're all enraptured. Yeah. Because nobody reads to yeah. them anymore, of course, because they can't learn yeah. you know they can't learn how to how to read. So um.
2: Yeah. And then yeah, I it's about the like like the whole huge suspense about whether something with whether this was actually going to work, because like you said, this isn't a show that's known for happy endings. So there really is the real possibility yes. that this might not yep. work. And they have the great moment. Once the plane pulls into Canada and Moira walks up the steps yep. and she looks in the door and we see her yep. face and I'm like, Oh my God, what yep. happened? Cause it so totally could have been either horrible. way. Like it was uh, just yeah. abject
1: <laughs> shock. Like, like, pure yeah. shock and you're like you know
2: i'm like did they yeah. make it oh my god like you know but then you know it tur- the camera turns around we see yeah. that, yes all of the kids and the marthas yeah. make it um but these storylines open it up now that rita who is the water first martha is free up in canada i think she's going to be a lot more important yeah. than she has been before because She's got the, she had the status in Gilead to know things right, and yeah. She's definitely going to be very cooperative mm-hmm. um, where the, you know, the Waterfords were not going to right. um Also love that, you know, Serena. Serena got hers. Got, re- got hers. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know how she expected, you know, uh, to be able to just throw um, Fred under the bus and not have him yeah. want to get back yeah. her for that. Well, it so. was
1: interesting because, like, wow. when he, the way they had staged it, where he said, well, you know, uh, what my wife did goes against the laws, not just of Gilead, but of, you know, your community as well, or however he had put it. Yeah. And so I'm immediately, like, going through her transgressions. And mm-hmm. it, that was not the one I thought he was going to go for. <laughs> I thought for sure, I mean, he was culpable at that point. Like, he's screwed. Like, he knows there's no way he's getting out anything adamant. yeah he's just taking her down to take her down um but i thought mm-hmm. for sure he was going to talk about the um how when she was pregnant and she was um not going into labor how mm-hmm. how they they raped her to try to get the baby to come out i don't know if you remember like that right. scene i thought for sure yes. that was yeah. going to be the one that like she was complicit in that because she literally did hold her down during that scene um, but it yeah. was interesting that he went with the, you know, she's not my
2: baby yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, and Serena made the mistake of telling I him know. in a fit of yep. rage, if she had not said that to him, he would not have had that card Serena's going to gonna go
1: down as one of the most short-sighted characters. That's definitely yeah. her flaw and her downfall is that she just doesn't think
2: it through. Yep, no. she can't play the nope, long game. No, she does not yeah so um so yeah so that was super awesome more touching moments one of the the children that they got out like her father her real father was actually there with the relief workers um and then luke you know june's husband like saw that happen and he's looking at the girls coming out of the plane and you can just see his his face you know his His hope uh, you know he doesn't want to have so much hope, but he can't help it because he just saw this yeah. little girl get reunited with her dad and um and then you know once the last girl comes off and you just see yeah. you know his face fall, and that was just yeah, yeah, he was yeah crushed. that was brutal yeah. too, oh I mean you know but, yeah, yeah, and also you know June uh you know doing this this stuff, I mean when Waterford's talking about how Gilead had changed her. There were quite a few things in this uh, episode, uh, well, in the last episode, too, but in this episode that really illustrated just how much she has changed. Yeah. Like when the, the little, the first girl that the, got brought to the house got brought to the house too early. Right. She wasn't supposed to be brought till after nightfall. She got to the house too early, but they were like, okay, you know, we this mm-hmm. with this. Um, and then her Martha got scared want to run. and wanted to take her back. Um, And then the Martha's running and the little girl, like, called out her name and June rounded on her and held a gun in her face. And it was like, oh, my God. And I mean, she felt that way about herself, too. Like, you know, she was so embroiled in this this plan having to work that she was ready to sort of almost kill a child for endangering um, this plan. Um, but the other stuff too is, um, you know, when she was, uh, when they were attacking the, uh, the soldiers that were guarding the airport, (laughs) um, for one thing, and then, you know, it got down to, to just her and this other soldier and, you know, he was running after her and she, I mean, at first I didn't know she really got shot or if she was just faking it to get him off of his guard, but apparently she really did get shot. Um, but I also knew, you know, it's like, you know, he's, she's like, tell him, tell these people that it's all mm-hmm. clear that they don't need to come and help yep. and just like, tell them. And then he, he does it and I'm like, she's going to shoot him yeah. anyway. And absolutely she did. Well, I love so... the way she
1: did it too. Cause it was so cold. She's like, tell them it's okay.
2: Tell them it's okay. No.
1: And he calls it in and then she looks at him very sweetly smiles and says, thank you. And then mm. kills him. And I was like, Same. oh, brutal. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and then she falls yes. over and she's bleeding. So, you know, yeah. it's not
2: that she didn't get hers, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, like, the big moment for that in, in that episode for me was the Mora, when she gets up on that plane and you just see her face. Yeah. Because I was all, I was torn. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm I'm almost, I'm not ready for this. They're, yeah. like, they're going to show the plane and there's going to be, like, nobody in it. And I'm like. <laughs> yeah. So. But it was nice that there was that sort of hope. Yeah, there. Yeah, they gave us a little bit of hope. Well, it has to. <laughs> it
1: has to. <laughs> I really am not sure how. I think we both would have been less enthusiastic about continuing with the story if it had failed. Yeah, I think. I think we yeah. would have lost the thread of it because there's just been so much bad for so long. Um, And I had read critiques about how, you know, it was going on too long and, you know, um, it had kind of crossed from from being a a work of critiquing the power structures to, you know, grossly enforcing them that like that kind of thing, like with, you Mm -hmm. know, the continued scenes of rape and all this kind of stuff going on. So um, had it not kind of elevated at that point, I think it would have. I think we'd have a very different feeling. I don't I don't know if I'd be willing to go back point yeah. i'd be like
2: see. yeah but now i'm super i'm yeah. super excited yeah. like i want to know what reed is going to yeah. tell everybody i want to know what's going to happen to lawrence yeah like, me too what the repercussions are going to be i don't think that they're at the point that he can actually be proven to have done anything wrong so that's yeah because he didn't provide them with any he didn't provide them with Like, they didn't get a, a van. Like,
1: she said he was going to get a van, and she was going to get ten kids out, yeah. and they ended up not using that at all. So, like, in terms yeah. of all he really did was, like, keep the border open, and then, you know, but, you know, that yeah. was pretty much
2: it. That's pretty much all he did to support it. Yeah, so. yeah. and they were, I mean, they were in his house, but nobody knows <laughs> right. that. He can easily yep. deny that type yep. of thing. And also just his character development, because he's... He's reached the the part almost where he really has nothing to lose. Right, like the person that he was protecting was yeah, his and wife, she's gone. and and now that she's gone, I yep. think you know he's you know he's got nothing else to lose. So he's gonna you know not just be a like a I think not just behind the scenes yeah. helper. I think he's gonna um, come more to the forefront. I still think Aunt Lydia is gonna flip. Yeah. at some point she's gonna flip sides. I think that they were leading up to that a lot in this season. I thought it was going to happen this season. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely going to happen. Um, but yeah, man. And obviously, what happens to June? You know, yeah. what happens to all those handmaids that disappeared? And so, yep. yeah. Very interesting to see. Now I'm excited about seeing yeah, the next season. Next season, it's, it's been greenlit. Yeah. So it is definitely oh, happening. Oh, God. If they ended it like this, I think I'd be so angry. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So that's Handmaid's Tale. You can send us an email with your thoughts about that to geekingmoms at gmail.com. So, um, all right. So I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any other questions or comments, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page and we also are Geeking Moms on Twitter. I need to do more on Twitter <laughs> with the geeky mom's account. Um, <laughs> I, uh, am, or er, writing for the geek embassy, uh, a little bit now. I'm, I'm getting back to my, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to have to regroup there.
1: everybody right now
2: because like everybody, yeah. the
1: summer just like made everybody go psink. So I'm hoping we can yeah. like, bring it
2: back. And I also, uh, I, I, I hit a, a milestone today, I think, and I went back and watched the long night game of thrones episode this is the first one that i have Aww. again since the show is gone and i'm like okay i gotta ease myself back into this i'll watch a big battle right. episode yeah. that's going to like you know it'll be easier than a super emotional right. one so um so i'm easing myself back into it because i i gotta watch almost the whole thing again before we talk about it in yeah, in, november. in november at yep. geek girl yep. con so um so, yeah, so we're going to be at Geek Girl Con talking about the portrayal of women in Game of Thrones. Yep. Regina is going to be on yes, that yes. panel with me. Uh, that's in November, November 16th, 17th. Um, I'm getting ready to, you know, round back up Geeky Thrones Girl. I hadn't been doing it for a month or so, but i am got to get back into it. Um, so that's the plan in the next couple of weeks. Once my daughter is back in school, it's going to be... Ditto. So much easier to do this Ditto. Stuff. Ditto. Yeah, content so. will
1: begin once again uh, <laughs> when yes, exactly when my schedule has calmed down from the first couple of weeks of school and my daughter is back in school. Then we will have yes. content regular. Yes. Summer yes. sucks. Oh my
2: gosh. Yeah. It's it's hard to do content in yeah. summer. Yes. Yeah. So um so Regina is head geek at the Geek Embassy. Is there anything <laughs> that has gone up recently? There's a couple of Regina. articles.
1: Um, Uh, About magic, and uh, one about a novel. Um, So there's like there's Mm. some stuff that's up, but there's there yeah, like I said, we're kind of in a slump all around. Um, And I'm hoping that we'll do a Geek Embassy watches Handmaid's Tale. um, But I have to get on. Apparently, I have to prod people. You don't got to (laughs) prod me. I know. (laughs) Dante to get it. He's the the (laughs) host.
2: Right. So yeah.
1: um, I, I'm also going to be presenting at Rose City Comic Con um, on Saturday, mm. September 14th, 2 p.m., I believe. Um, what's your gamer type? So if you are in Portland or going to Rose City, please come. If you're not and you know someone who is, please tell them to attend and come learn about gamer types.
2: Cool. Stephen is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming. What's going on over at EFG, Stephen?
0: Um, we're almost at episode 200 Woohoo! for our podcast, mm. which is a very big deal, um, and the summer is coming to a close, so we'll, like, have more content, like, more content, because the summer sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, that's pretty much it, right? But we're, we're getting there. It's gonna be, um, it's going to be a wild fall. Lots of cool family games. We got some Bands. We got, so... We're in there, so just look up "Engage Family" Amy on any social media that you aren't already following. We're there.
2: Cool. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you in a few weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.